This episode is sponsored by Webroot. Webroot Cybersecurity protects you and your business from evolving and unending cyber threats. Our award-winning solutions include managed detection and response powered by Blackpoint, a turnkey solution developed by former national security professionals that boasts some of the highest threat detection rates in the industry. Webroot joined forces with AppRiver, adding sourcing and security for Microsoft productivity tools. Webroot's a one-stop shop for MSPs and their SMB clients with a family of over 23,000 global MSPs. Learn more at webroot.com slash MSP solutions. You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. All right. Weaver at Rage Meter, set to a solid low. No danger of outrage today. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to learn something. Uh, at least I hope you will. Um, today we're talking about compliance officers, which on its surface sounds like a really dull topic. No offense to you in the compliance world out there uh, or any of you who may hold compliance titles in your official role. What I am talking about is actually a celebration of and a bit of encouragement to the general MSP population, big, medium, and small. And it's really more the medium and small that I'm talking to today uh, about the MSP compliance officer role. And it is, it is a position that exists uh, and has existed in the large enterprise for many, um, many years. I don't want to say decades. Uh, you know, I don't know really how long that's been around. I'm sure in regulated industries, they've had compliance officers and, and compliance positions uh, for, 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 for maybe 100 years. Um, but... I'm, I'm specifically talking about a position in a company that whatever the, the, the title of that position is, and it could be a person and it could be a department, but the, that entity, that person's slash group is responsible for internal compliance of the company. Now, if you were in finance, right, in Wall Street, you're, you're a, a, an equities trader, right? You, by law, I'm pretty sure by law, you have to have a, a compliance officer, someone who is internally making sure that you're doing things that are uh, holding the, the company accountable. So you have, you know, reporting, you have um, official duties and obligations to, um, you know, shareholders, investors, what have you. And so a compliance officer is going to be charged with making sure that the company is, is following the rules. Um, and the same is largely true in, in non-financial services areas, for example, managed services. Uh, today, the, the general managed services organization has an incredible 
amount of, of exposure, when I say exposure, uh, access to or um, uh, touch point with many, many customers who are in many different fields, uh, often a lot of them in regulated fields. And so, and this is true of large, medium, and small uh, MSPs alike. It doesn't matter what the size is. The, 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 um, the size of the MSP is immaterial. It is the, the exposure and the touching of a regulated customer that makes this relevant or not. Uh, and more often than not, you're, you're getting to the point now where MSPs, given the, the last several years where we've had increased cyber attacks, we've had increased general threats, uh, not just on MSPs, but customers, uh, that the, the, the role of compliance has become really, really important. And yet many MSPs don't have a compliance person inside their organization. Well, we're going to talk about why that is. We're going to talk about how to fix that. We're going to talk about how to do it really effectively because I'm sure some of you out there are saying, oh, geez, don't, don't, Charles, don't tell me I have to go hire a compliance officer. Well, no, you may not need to. Uh, it, it doesn't mean it's not a bad idea, uh, especially the larger you become, the more of a, of a benefit it is to have someone in your company uh, handling that function. But the smaller you are, arguably having a compliance person, it doesn't mean that that's all they do, but you know, having someone in the company that is dealing with and addressing compliance issues is critical, and that's what we're going to talk about. Okay, so what, what's the role of the modern MSP compliance officer? So I'm going to give you an example of, of a larger entity just because I, I'm, I'm familiar with that uh, intimately. You know, in, in the course of uh, MSP Verify projects, we, we interact at the larger level uh, with a lot of compliance officers who are, among other things, tasked with um, you know, making sure that their company is going through the MSP Verify project. Uh, project effectively. So it's it's not just a project management role, right? They, they do have that role, but that's not their main function. Their function is during the course of the project management, what they're doing is uncovering data that is given over to the auditors, the MSP Verify auditors, and the compliance officer is charged with making sure that the controls that the MSP has in place are actually being followed, right? So it makes sense, right? You have a way that you're supposed to be doing things in your MSP practice. The compliance officer is there to make sure that that is being followed. That is, that is, the, that is the role of an MSP compliance officer. Now, whether they're called a chief compliance officer, a director of compliance, uh, sometimes they're called risk officers. Uh, there's many different names, but they're largely doing the same thing. And they could have multiple roles and multiple functions in the company. So it doesn't mean that they're exclusively 100% focused on just compliance. That's not the, the, the purpose here. The purpose here is that it is being performed. The function of someone saying, 
is the company compliant? Is the company doing what it should be doing? That is a very important role, and it's a role that is growing incredibly fast uh, in terms of its importance in the larger managed services profession. And it's also a role that in the small and medium-sized sector, and I'm talking about some fairly big MSPs in that mid, mid-market um, uh, kind of position who don't have compliance officers at all, who are arguably at incredible risk because of this, because they are big enough, they're doing a lot of stuff, there's a lot of moving parts, they, have, they typically have larger customers who do have very uh, specific exposure to risk and to compliance and regulation, and therefore so does the MSP, and yet they have nobody who's really internally taking control of that. And, and that to me is like, Oh, that's a lot of risk. That's a lot of uncertainty. Um, and and what that what that does in a particularly mid market style MSP is it it creates a breeding ground for bad behavior that never gets corrected. What do I mean by that? Um, in a small organization, a small MSP shop has has an adva- has several advantages. One of them is is this: it's a small enough environment where generally the business owner, or it could be somebody else, but generally the business owner is going to be aware of something bad happening, and they can they can be aware of it because of the environment being so small, and they can stop it. And so the the CEO, the the president, the you know, a, a business owner, a co-owner of a business of a smaller MSP shop. And, and I'll, maybe I'm thinking, you know, 50, 50 employees or below, you know, maybe, maybe, a, a you know, a five, five, ten million dollar MSP, uh, you know, on average, I'm just throwing out some examples here. You're, you're likely going to have someone in the upper echelons of the organization playing that that chief compliance role and able to identify and stop and remediate things that would get the company in trouble. Now, I will say that that is, generally speaking, um, while I believe that to be true, it, it that's not enough, in my opinion, because it almost always leaves the MSP business owner with a, they're, they're only going to find out about stuff generally in, until after it's been happening for a while or becomes really manifest and they see it and then they say, well, some, this is really bad. I got to stop it. But they're the only ones doing it. There's literally very few other people historically in those types of, of companies who are charged with and even know that they're supposed to be looking out for this stuff and playing a compliance role in, in the organization. F- for the mid-market companies, that's even more difficult because the, the business owner, the upper-level executive suite of, let's say, a, a $100 million company, $200 million company, isn't going to be effective at that role at all. They're not going to have a clue about day-to-day. 
most likely. They're not going to, I mean, with, with a company of that size, uh, and unless they're really, really, you know, highly automated, they have really good data, they, you know, they see everything, um, it, it's going to be really tricky for a, for a high-level business owner or C-suite person to be effective in any compliance role because they, they're just not going to have time to do it. And they're going to be so elevated to the day-to-day running of things that they're not going to be able to see it until it's generally too late or it becomes a a big problem. And so you need a compliance person or or department in the company who can identify things and make sure that the entire company is running within the boundaries of the set controls that the company has. if the company has no controls, compliance officer is going to mean nothing. And there, believe me, there are there are a number of companies out there that, that do that. And, and I hate to say it, there are even some MSPs probably who do it. They're, they they'll they'll tend to to lean more towards the break fix and more towards the reactive. Um, but I've 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 seen some larger you know hundred million plus MSPs who you know, kind of run that way. And that's a breeding ground for bad behavior where they just don't have really good effective controls. And the the controls that they do have aren't running or working because nobody is tasked with saying, hey, you need to be following these rules. When I say control, that's all I mean is a control is a rule, right? A control is, you know... A simple f- phrasing, an articulation of something in the company that you follow. For example, if if you have a, um, a, a, a you have a, a control that says every user in the company shall use multi-factor authentication when authenticating into any system device, you know, owned by um, or controlled by the the, the company. That that's a pretty straightforward, simple control, right? Right, everybody gets that. Well, how do you? All right, so let's say you have that control. Let's say that you even wrote that control. You documented it. It's written down someplace. How do you know that that is being followed by everybody? Think about that. How, how do you as, a, as an organization know that multi-factor authentication is being deployed, is available, and is enforced across everybody in your company? Now, assuming the articulation of that control the way I just articulated it, I could see many examples of how there would be a deviation from that control. For example... Oh, I don't know. A CEO who says to their IT person, I don't want to be troubled by having multi-factor authentication. It's a pain in my rear. Turn this off. I'm not using it. Or someone forgets to turn it on for themselves and maybe they're, a, oh, I don't know, maybe a, an IT administrator, service desk administrator. And maybe it's just not nefarious. Maybe it's just they forgot. They turned it off and they forgot about it one day. But it's on for everybody else. You could see how 
by mistake or by purpose, controls could be negated. They could be circumvented. They could be avoided. And without a compliance officer role in your company, you could end up in a really bad situation. Again, following on with this multi-factor authentication concept, suppose that you got hit by a breach, a a data breach, uh, a ransomware. Your company got a really nasty variant and you got locked up and, you know, you end up paying millions of dollars um, uh, to get your, your, your data back or to, you know, get it back from ransom um, or just to get your systems back up and running and the loss of business and all that stuff. And you say, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go file a claim with my insurance. And the insurance says, oh, guess what? You didn't have multi-factor authentication running on your on your CEO's account, and that's the one that got hit. So guess what? We're not going to cover your your claim. Denied. Those are very real and very expensive lessons to 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 learn. And again, it's why a compliance role within your company matters so much. All right. So I I've I've belabored that point long enough. Hopefully, all of you guys get the importance of it now. You're wondering, all right, how do I get it? I don't. I can't afford a, a compliance officer. I can't even find a, a help desk technician. How am I going to get a compliance officer? All right, I got some tips for you. Okay, if you are, I'm going to just throw out. If if you're a couple of hundred million dollar company, and it it doesn't mean that that's the the benchmark or the cutoff point. You could be a much smaller company and and still demand a full-time dedicated compliance officer. I think there's going to be a very um, case-by-case scenario here where, you know, you're going to have to make a decision on your own about whether you need a dedicated person or not. I'm not going to weigh in on that. But I'll, I'll say that at a certain point, you know, a couple hundred million, you're probably at the, at the level where you need a dedicated compliance officer. They, they're, they're doing, if not 100% compliance work for you, then they're doing at least 50, 50% of their day is, is compliance and the rest of it may be something else. Maybe it's security, maybe it's risk. So they kind of have a dual role, but compliance is their responsibility, one of their responsibilities. But what if you're a smaller MSP? listening to this podcast and you're, maybe you're a $3 million, $2 million, maybe you're five or $10 million shop and you're saying, oh my God, we don't have anybody who has that title. We don't have anybody who has that job description in our company. What do we do? Well, here's a couple of examples. Yes, it could be very expensive, cost prohibitive to hire a dedicated compliance person. And you may not even have that much compliance work for them to do. And that's a legitimate point. Option one, you hire a person or you retask someone within your company who is capable of taking on that compliance role. Now, who would I, who would, who would I, how would I describe that person? Well, they, a compliance person does not have to be technical although it doesn't hurt for them to have some level of technical knowledge, 
they they do have to have some technical access and and really what they need is access they need to know enough about the company to be effective at their compliance job what what does that mean that means that they need to have access to the technical teams they need to have access to say all right um you know Bob, you over there in, in, in security, I need you to run me a report that gives me a list of every single active user in the company and show me proof that they are using MFA and that it's turned on because I got an MSP Verify audit and I needed to show that, that we have MFA deployed across the company. But then that same person is going to have to go to HR and say to the HR person, whose name is also Bob, because I can't think of anyone else. Bob, I need you to run me a report of everybody in the company and show that they are, um, you know, we're following the proper background check procedures or what have you, if that if that's a control in your company. And then maybe you have to go to um, Bob in legal or finance and get them to run a report of all the active managed services customers and demonstrate that there is a signed contract for every single one of those customers because that's also part of the MSP Verify and making sure that you are properly documenting and contracting with your managed services customers and not just doing things on a handshake. All right, well, so that's what the compliance officer will do. I mean, I'm giving you examples of the compliance officer's role in the course of a MSP Verify project. But after that project is done, also what they're doing is making sure that that stuff is tidy, making sure that that stuff is being performed because they are anticipating being audited again next year, certified next year. And when they change help desks, maybe they change um, you know ticketing systems, they have to make sure that, okay, are, are we tracking this type of information? Because I know I'm going to be asked by the auditors. I'm going to be asked for this type of, of data. Can, can we get this? I know that we just changed our, our, um, our SIM provider. Can we, can we access this data? No? Well, this is going to be a problem. We need to, we need to get this type of data out of the system. And, and that's what a compliance person does, is they, they interface with many different departments in the company, and they make sure that they are doing what they're supposed to be doing because they are answerable to the external compliance community, whether that is an MSP Verify auditor, whether that is a customer auditor, whether that is a regulatory person in a bank or a hospital or, a, or some other type of uh, you know, uh, similar role. There is an increasing amount of that demand of compliance-related information, and it is in your best interest as an MSP of any size to have someone or some group capable of doing that. Now, if you don't have someone who is capable of doing that, you might also create a a compliance committee or a compliance department, right? And maybe that would be, you know, you, you don't have the the means to go and hire a full-time compliance person, fine. Maybe you say, I'm going to take the head, our HR person, our finance person, and our technical person, and those three people are going to be the compliance committee, and they are tasked with meeting 
monthly or quarterly, and they are they're supposed to be working on the controls of the company and making sure that their respective departments are kicking up effective uh, reporting and documentation and can prove adherence to a set of controls that shows that the MSP is in compliance. That would be a great example of kind of, you, you can't afford or justify a full-time dedicated compliance person. So you spread it around to a group of people in the company where they are fulfilling that same role, but, but their, their main job day-to-day is something else. I think that would be a, a perfectly reasonable alternative. Now, f- for those alternatives where you're doing it by committee or by a team or department, you do still need someone at the top of the company. And generally, that's going to be, if it's a smaller one, the owner, the CEO, the president, someone who's going to have to oversee that committee and make sure that they're all doing their jobs. Because remember, all the, all the compliance officers in the big companies – they report to somebody else. They report to somebody at the C level, at the C-suite level. If it's not the CEO, they report to the to the CIO, the CSO, the CTO. They report to somebody very senior in the upper echelons of the organization, someone who has, you know, um, someone who has legal responsibility for the company, right? They their 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 neck is out there and and so the compliance person plays a vital role in that level of a, of an organization but it it really is something that is is manifesting itself on a daily basis where i see you know projects through the msp verified landscape all over the world and i see so many organizations who just struggle with i don't know where this information is i don't know how to get it it's like unearthing this information is really problematic. And, and it doesn't even mean that they don't have it. It's just they don't know where it is. It's not structured because nobody has taken the time or the, or the responsibility to act in that compliance role and organize it and say, this is some stuff that we need to have at the ready for a variety of reasons. So... I don't want to make it sound like you're just doing this because of a government oversight. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we are moving closer to, not further away from, a a period where MSPs are going to be required more often than not to demonstrate compliance on some level for some topic, probably multiple topics. And you had better have you'd better have the controls documented and you'd better have access to the information. But the second thing is you better have this at a convenient level, meaning you have to be able to go find it. it it's, it's like someone asks you a question and you say, I know where that is versus let me go see if I have it. Because Think, think of, of this in, in the final comments. When you are asked for something at a compliance level and you have to say, I don't know where that is, what does that say about your company? Think about that. Imagine it's your customer, the biggest customer that you've, you've, you're, you, you have signed to date. 
And they're asking you something like, I'd like you to show me where, you, can you prove that you have every single, barring none, every single user in your company is using MFA? And you say, I don't know if we do that. I don't, and even if we do, I don't know if, how to prove that to you. What is that? that that's, a, that, that's a damaging response. That is a, that, that's not a, are you, are you still my trusted advisor? That's, can I trust you at all? If you don't even know that level of detail of your company on a very serious security thing that should be second nature, like breathing to any MSP organization, and you can't find where that data is located, that's what a compliance person or department will bring to your, 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 your practice. And I, I would encourage all of you starting today to start to look at who, is, who serves that role in your organization now. And if you can't immediately in the first five seconds identify that person or group that does that, start today in developing a plan to either hire someone or pivot a person or persons inside your organization to fulfill that compliance role. And when you have that in place, it will bring a phenomenal amount of improvement. You'll sleep better at night, at least the business owners will. And the organization will run a lot better because you'll have your your internal documentation in order and I can just tell you from seeing so many auditors asking questions and and hearing the responses of I don't know where that is I don't I have to go see that that is you know lack of a compliance officer lack of a understanding of where stuff is and that generally leads to are we even compliant at all so just some helpful tips um Go out and start your MSP compliance officer research today. Make sure that you are addressing it. It will make a world of difference. Trust me, um, it, it'll, it'll really help your organization a lot. Those are my thoughts. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.